0: Hi, this is Jerome Gilmartin, JMJ Catholic Radio, bringing local and EWTN Catholic programming to Northeastern and Central Pennsylvania. And now, let's listen to the My Jesus Mercy program with Joe O'Grady. Joe? Well, thank you, Jerry, for your kind introduction, as always. It was so kind of you and Marie to attend my beloved wife Anna's funeral this past Saturday at St. Mary Magdalene's Parish in Honesdale. For so many of the beloved family of mercy who attended Anna's funeral mass, we as a family and a ministry are so grateful for all your outpouring of love, prayers, and tenderness. It really means the world to us. Was inspired by the holy spirit uh, on our holy mass at saint faustina's chapel on december the 12th when i said that mary kate my daughter is the heart of our ministry and anna was the very soul of our ministry and she will be so deeply missed she's at peace in the most merciful hearts of jesus and mary and i'm sure She will be praying for us, and one day, I love, God willing, we will see you again. And we're blessed, beloved, to air with you on Fridays in this, the hour of great mercy, the most powerful hour of the day when his mercy triumphs over his justice. And my name is Joe Grady from my Jesus Mercy Ministries as Jerry mentioned to you a bit earlier. Again, as with a heartfelt thanks. She loved you all and enjoyed many of you calling on the phone, leaving your prayer requests, speaking to her about the holy faith and the excitement building as our different masses would come about. And it's a real joy, these memories they will live on within my heart, and I am grateful to each and every one of you. And today, I would like to dedicate this program to Anna Grady, as on the 23rd of January, she departed from this world to our Father's house. And she would join me so often in saying this prayer for so many who have passed on. and That prayer is, of course, your blood and water prayer. Of blood and water which gets forth in the heart of Jesus. As a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. Of blood and water which gets forth in the heart of Jesus. As a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. Of blood and water which gets forth in the heart of Jesus. As a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. Beloved, we are two thousand seven hundred and thirty four days into the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary to the glory of the most holy trinity and as we are gazing upon our most merciful lord from here at the city of god on mary's land the city of mary in Niepokalana in poland we ask him to bless each and every one of you and all of your intentions we place deep in the recesses of the most merciful heart of jesus and this day is friday february 3rd and St. Blaise is the feast in St. Ensgar. We asked him to pray for us. Remember, get your throats blessed today on this feast of St. Blaise. Again, I would like to honor this woman, my wife, who was in the very soul of my Jesus Mercy Ministries and has spent her whole life for God, for family, and for the precious gift of life. Anna Marie Grady, we love you, but most of all, God loves you, and he has taken your precious soul to himself. We will always love you, and God willing, one day we will see you again, on that day, the eternal day, where there will be no more tears, no more suffering, No more death, only pure love and pure light in our Father's house. I'll speak a little more in depth about this wonderful life after we say our prayers. And as you know, on Fridays, we pray the chaplet of the divine mercy. Once again, we offer this chaplet up for the end of abortion and the culture of death. And in doing so, for this intention only, we receive a superabundance of grace as granted to us by our Pope of fond memory, and I speak of St. John Paul II. The salvation of souls, that's what's paramount, and is always and should always be at the heart of our prayer for this is what matters to God the most. And we look through the spectrum, seeing in each soul the image and likeness of God, knowing that Jesus offered his precious life to the Father for everyone. I referred it to scriptures in following him as the narrow way. And regrett- regrettably, many souls do not, do not want to follow this narrow way that's why we have to pray for them as our lady urged us to do a Fatima pray for poor sinners who have no one to pray for them okay beloved you know we're all sinners some a lot poorer than other, others and that's why from our hearts we pray this chaplet of divine mercy for the end of abortion and the culture of death This. Assault upon the precious gift of life and who is being assaulted, but the very image and the likeness of God Who is in every man? And that is why Satan hates us is because they hate he hates God first and foremost and every time he sees another soul It infuriates him AND HE WANTS TO DESTROY THAT SOUL ETERNALLY TO BE MISERABLE WITH HIM IN HELL. THAT'S WHY IT IS OUR LOVE'S OBLIGATION TO PRAY FOR THESE POOR SINNERS WHO HAVE NO ONE TO PRAY FOR THEM. ALWAYS REMEMBER, BELOVED, EVEN THOUGH THE ACTIONS OF MANY MAY BRING A GREAT DISDAIN TO OUR HEARTS, AS IT DOES TO GOD. detest sin, he hates sin, but he loves the sinners, and that's what he wants us to also follow in that way, is the way of loving sinners. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And we say, you expired, O Jesus, but the source of life gots forth for souls, and an ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world, O fount of life, unfathomable divine mercy. Envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus, as a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus, as a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. O blood and water which gush forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. We say our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of grace, thy flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence, He shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let me say, Eternal Father, I offer to thee the body and blood, soul, and divinity of thy dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. And on the whole world, eternal Father, I offer to thee the body and blood, soul and divinity of thy dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And, doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And, doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And, doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And, doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, Eternal Father, I offer to thee the body and blood, soul, and divinity of thy dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. Eternal Father, I offer to thee the body and blood, soul and divinity of thy dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and do on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer to thee the body and blood, soul and divinity of thy dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible. Look kindly upon us, increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your most holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you, and thank you, Jesus, for dying. For our sins. Now, three times I will sing the Yezu Ufantobie, which is always a favourite of my wife.
1: Yezu Fantobie, Yezu Fantobie. Yesu who found ho bie. Jesu who found ho found found Jesu Jesu of course, in the Polish,
0: it's Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, beloved, now, 33 times we will pray in our prayer, our aspiration, Jesus Christ is Lord. We pray this to the glory of God the Father. So from our minds to our hearts, let us continue to make reparation for the greatest sin of our age, the outright denial of the kingship of Jesus Christ, who is Lord. Again, remember, The words of blessed Pius IX, who said, making reparation will save society. So let us heed his words with faith. And we need that childlike faith to move mountains. And our mountain is the culture of death. Then we can move forward to build a civilization of life and love. St. John, Paul II, both those terms he coined, the culture of death encompassing all of this outright denial of Jesus Christ, who is Lord, the onslaught against the precious gift of life and to build a civilization of life and love. That is the work that is cut out for us. You know, we pray each day, and we count the days to the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary to the glory of the Most Holy Trinity. You no, know, beloved, it is God's preference that we, as His children, will deny this culture of death by changing and making laws that will respect life because it's God's law, His Ten Commandments right? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, because your neighbor is the image and the likeness of God. So he has created all that is good, and he is well aware of the enemy of our salvation, but he wants us as children. He would prefer that he not have to intervene into this world with in a dramatic fashion. You know, it says in the Book of Revelations about so many people who will die, right, two-thirds of the world being wiped out. Well, it is being wiped out by way of the catastrophe of abortion. You know, when I was watching one EWTN, the March for Life, and you see these numbers at the bottom, From around the world, the counting, numbers are staggering around the world, the amount of abortions that are being incurred in like one day. I think I was watching the program for about maybe three or four hours, something like that, and the numbers were like up to 42,000, some hundred, and you just think about that. 42,000 children that should have seen the light of day around the world. But because of the malicious hatred of the enemy, their lives were snuffed out. And that's why God wants us, his children who love him, who seek to do his will, who seek after holiness, he wants us to stand in that breach against the enemy of our salvation, against the enemy of the precious gift of life, and tried to build this civilization of life and love. So from, the hearts, from our hearts, now let us pray 33 times. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ. Is Lord Jesus Christ? 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 Is Lord Jesus Christ 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 is is Lord Jesus Christ is Lord Jesus Christ is Lord, 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 and one day Every knee shall bow in the heavens, on the earth, and under the earth, and every tongue shall proclaim to the glory of God the Father that Jesus Christ is Lord. Can you even imagine that when time gives way to eternity and when Jesus comes to judge the living and the dead, that every knee in the heavens, on the earth, and under the earth, that means in hell. Every knee is going to bow and every tongue shall confess to the glory of God the Father that his Son, Jesus Christ, is Lord. Even in the malice of Satan, his demons, and those who are in hell, who have rejected God's love, they will be made to acknowledge you see the great disdain on the face of Satan and all his demons and all those who are his cohorts. Acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. And what a piercing moment it will be for them. What a glorious moment it will be for us. Okay, now, beloved, let us pray 13 times again from our heart. To come, Holy Spirit, come by means of of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well beloved spouse. Always invoking the Holy Spirit to complete this triumph, to bring about this era of peace, to change the parameters, okay, the, the direction of this world, to give it peace a peace that is beyond understanding and in that peace we will know for certain and experience in the depths of our being the triumph of that immaculate heart of mary which will usher in the glorious reign of the heart of jesus in every man so from our hearts let's pray come holy spirit come by means of the powerful intercession ...of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come... ...by means of the powerful intercession... ...of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come... ...by means of the powerful intercession... ...of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come... ...by means of the powerful intercession... ...of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Your well-beloved spouse... Come Holy Spirit come By means of the powerful intercession Of the Immaculate Heart Of Mary Your well beloved spouse Come Holy Spirit come By means of the powerful intercession Of the Immaculate Heart Of Mary Your well beloved spouse Come Holy Spirit come By means of the powerful intercession Of the Immaculate Heart Of Mary Your well beloved spouse Come Holy Spirit come by means of the powerful intercession of the immaculate heart of mary your well beloved spouse come holy spirit come by means of the powerful intercession of the immaculate heart of mary your well beloved spouse come holy spirit come by means of the powerful intercession of the immaculate heart of mary your well beloved spouse come holy spirit come the means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come. A means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come. A means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Okay, beloved, and we're going to turn it over to Jerry for our station ID. Yes, Joe, we're listening to the My Jesus Mercy program with Joe Grady on 7.50 a.m. and 98.9 f.m. Scranton and Wilkes-Barre, 14.90 a.m. and 100.1 f.m. Hazleton, 91.7 f.m. New Albany, Dewshore, and 91.9 FM, Hutsdale, Altoona State College, out there in central Pennsylvania. Back to you, Joe. Thank you, Jerry. And uh, thank God for uh, this wonderful gift the people of God have here at JMJ Catholic Radio. And remember to contribute to JMJ Catholic Radio. We need that presence. It's part of that civilization of life and love. It's a wonderful gift that the Lord has placed in the care of Ed and Carol Nowitzki. And they need your support to continue on this mission of building this civilization of life and love. Okay, I want to speak a little bit now about my beloved wife, Anna. God rest her soul. Eternal rest grant unto her, O Lord. Let your perpetual light shine upon her. May her soul and the souls of all the faithful departed through the great mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. We will get to a little later our retreat, I believe in love. And just to let you know, uh, we're going to be blessed again, beloved. I don't know if it'll be the next program, but it'll definitely be by the following program. We will be doing. Another study with our good friend, Father James Brent, the Dominican from Washington, D.C. And I'll let you know what the topic is when Father uh, lets me know. We spoke briefly uh, about doing another program. Of course, he was speaking and giving us a blessing as a family for the departing of our beloved wife and mother, Anna. Anna. And Father couldn't make it up for the funeral mass because it was on this Saturday, the 28th, which is, of course, the Feast of St. Thomas Aquinas. And they have big to-do down in Washington, D.C. at the House of Formation for the Dominicans. And that was just another sign when I had asked for that day, Saturday, and I said... "Our Anne really loves the Blessed Mother. And then Mary Kate came back to me and said, Dad, do you know what else that day is? And at the time I said, No, I don't, Mary Kate. And she said, That's the Feast of St. Thomas Aquinas. And why is that important? Because Anna not only loved our Blessed Mother, but she was a third order Dominican. So we see in God's divine pedagogy how he ties everything together. So as we live, so shall we die and be. Raised up to him, I'll give you a couple little insights on Anne's life. Okay, her real name, of course, was Anna Maria I always called her Anne, and she spent her life, as I said, for God, for family, and the precious gift of life. For God, she was a part of the Legion of Mary for many years. Again, she was a Third Order Dominican. And she was a member of the Altar and Rosary Society at our parish in St. Joseph's up in Rileyville. As I mentioned earlier, she was the very soul of my Jesus Mercy Ministries. Her family, by the grace of God and our Blessed Mother's help, she raised two families. Her first family, and then God, after her husband had left her and God seen to it that her marriage was annulled because he was unfaithful and died not long after that we had become married. And she raised her initial children, and then she helped raise my children from my first wife, Lois, who passed on from this world. And the gift of life, through her apostolic work for my Jesus Mercy Ministries, she was helping to build that civilization of life and love. Jesus said, you will know them by the fruits they bear. The fruits of your good works in life will follow you, beloved, into the perpetual light of Christ forever. Give you a few insights on that day. You know, and he would say, a frightful day that a person dies. Well, it can be frightful if you're not in the state of grace. But as it says in wisdom, the souls of the just are in the hands of God, and no torment shall touch them. So she died on that day, the 23rd. And the amazing part of that day, when she did pass from this world, it was at 9:33 in the morning. Always like to look at numbers. At nine thirty-three in the morning, she passed on. And as I was meditating on it, and the woman from hospice had to come to actually give us the pronouncement, the official death pronouncement. And Mary Kate, probably not where you're at, but where we're at, we had about two inches of snow. Was out there shoveling a path so the lady could get in, and I was up with Anne after we had prayed at chapel of Divine Mercy right as she was expiring from this world. I thought, Lord, there's, what, what day is this? I, I mean, I, I see nothing on the calendar. And then one of our priest friends uh, texted Mary-Kate when she was out shoveling snow. And she came in, Dad, she said, you know what feast this is? I said, no, I don't know, Mary-Kate. She said, it is the betrothal of Joseph and Mary. So my name is Joseph Of course her name was Anna Maria And that same day The Holy Mass was offered for the legal protection Of the unborn Now, we weren't able to get to Mass that morning But I was reminded a couple days later That that was the intention for the day Well, 32 years Prior to that, I don't know the day, but it was in January that me, the husband, Joe, met my future wife, Anna, praying the rosary at the abortion mill in Philadelphia. So we see how God ties everything together the love of marriage and family and life. It's all God's precious gift to us. So that day, she departed this life to meet her forever spouse, Jesus, and join the eternal family of God. So truly, beloved, it is a wonderful life. So there's a few thoughts I wanted to share with you and many more. As a matter of fact, one that just came to my mind when we were out at the cemetery, at St. Joseph's Cemetery, and her gravesite, and Father Dominic, uh, who did her Mass. And I want to thank Father Joseph Sibliano from St. Joseph's Oratory there in Pittston, where we broadcast live, for being the main celebrant of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. What a magnificent job Father Joseph did in sending Anne off to her eternal rest and Father Dominic the Consulbrant. And he was the acting pastor of uh, St. John the Evangelist Parish, which encompasses St. Mary Magdalene's, and also St. Um, Joseph's and Riley and St. Bernard's in Beach Lake. And an interesting fact there, too, that just came to my mind, that St. Mary Magdalene's Parish, where Anne was buried out of, that parish was founded by St. John Neumann. Of course, St. John Neumann was from Philadelphia. Well, Anne was born at a parish that was right next to St. Peter's, right there in Philadelphia, where St. John Neumann tread right through the streets of Philadelphia. So another little gift from God. But anyway, at the gravesite, Father Dominic said the majority of a few words at the very end for the people of God. I said, Well, as I gaze around, I see right next to Anna, okay, our good friend, predeceased her, Father Finn, Father Edward Finn. I said, She had a great love for the Holy Priesthood. I said, Right next to there was a beautiful shrine that Father Finn had built out there to our Blessed Mother and the great love that she had for the Blessed Mother and then of course Jesus is right there inside the church at St. Joseph's so there was St. Joseph's Parish, right the Holy Family Jesus, Mary and Joseph like JMJ Catholic Radio right and I didn't notice it until everybody was going back to the hall for a little fellowship after putting to rest our beloved wife and mother. And right next to her, to Father Finn's grave, was another grave of a gentleman by the name of Rosario. And you just can't make this stuff up, beloved. God is amazing in how he shows us the life of a person who is faithful to him. These are all wonderful signs. Do we continue to pray for Anna's soul? Absolutely. And I want to thank so many of you who have sent mass cards for the repose of her soul. Of course, today when we pray for her soul, we said the old blood and water prayer because God is the judge. We take nothing for granted. And remember this, beloved, that when you die, okay, your place for all eternity is fixed, okay, in heaven, but that accidental joy from all the graces of the masses, prayers, and sacrifices, give that soul an immense joy in eternity, and all those graces that might be needed for other souls in their family line that are in the prison of purgatory will be distributed to them because God's manifold grace, okay, cannot be exhausted. It all works for good for those who love God. As my beloved wife, Anna Grady, now the spouse of Jesus forever. Amen. Okay, beloved, now we're going to look into our retreat, I Believe in Love on the life and writings of St. Trias of Lisieux, by Father John, of the heart of Jesus. And I will also apply to some of this, the diary of St. Faustina, Divine Mercy in My Soul, as at the time, of course, Faustina was not designated as a saint or even a blessed as of yet. As a matter of fact, at the time this book was written, there was still in question before St. John Paul gave the thumbs up for the diary Divine Mercy in my soul. It all ties hand in hand with the great love and friendship that Faustina and Therese had by way of her invoking St. Therese at different times uh, during the course of her ministry of being the Apostle of Divine Mercy. So now, beloved, with the time that we do have remaining, let us continue on with our retreat. I believe in love. Even a fall strengthens us if we repent, since Jesus brings good out of evil. Go to him as to a fountain of living water, as many times as necessary, picking ourselves up each time more humbly and each time more overflowing with that confident love. If you make each sin an occasion for you to kiss the wound of his heart with repentance and confidence, each sin will become a rung in the ladder by which you ascend in love. From misery to misery, we go from mercy to mercy. And that should give us confidence, not that we go out intentionally sinning or take advantage of God's mercy, but that we trust in his mercy. And it says in scriptures, right, he who is faithful, when we confess our sins, will forgive us our sins. I've already told you how little Therese understood, lived, and expressed this doctrine. I come back to her again, for truly, she is the one who taught it. She took pleasure in recounting her infidelities in detail to Jesus, thinking, in her bold abandonment, to attract more fully, to gain a greater hold on the love of him did not come to call the just but sinners remember that he's come to call the just but sinners right the 99 rejoicing right and the one soul that returns probably now we can reverse the numbers and say the 99 who are unjust and the one that is faithful so that's why this is the time of mercy God in his foreknowledge, beloved, has known every time, every season, of every soul in its life. Sometimes in salvation history, a lot more rebellious than other times, but that's when he pours his mercy out, especially when he said to St. Faustina, the more the sinner has a greater right to his mercy. And that's not the way we think. We wanna damn that sinner. God wants to forgive that sinner. He says, Before the day of justice will come, when he comes again to judge the living and dead, he says, I will be giving the day of mercy. And we are in that day of divine mercy. And that day will be leading us to the completion of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Someone said to me, Joe, do you believe that this is the time when Jesus will come again? You hear a lot of times, especially in Protestant theology. Well, the times and the seasons, we know not when Jesus will come again. But we can discern the times, and the times are times that are very sinful, very rebellious against the kingship of Jesus Christ, who is Lord now if our Lord wants to come tomorrow well that is his business our business is to be prepared because we know not the day and the hour and not to worry about when he will come again but to live each moment of our life trying to become holy as our Father in heaven is holy and how do we do that of course by the life of grace the sacrament the life of the church all graces, whether they be supernatural or actual graces, we seek and we long for them so that we may love him more tenderly. And as the good father John is saying here, when we do fall and we confess our sins, we trust in his mercy. We seek not to do that sin again, but if we do, we come back to him again and we repent of that sin. And he was faithful, as St. John says, will forgive us our sins. And not just by going into our room and saying, well, Lord, forgive me. No, he has given us the way he wants and intends for us to partake of his mercy through the sacrament of confession. When the back of my beloved wife, On his prayer card, in the front is the Divine Mercy image, and everyone will like it. On the back is how to make a good confession and a reminder to avail ourselves of this sacrament often. You know, it says, Beloved, a just man sins seven times a day. Well, I know, and I guess you would probably know we don't know how just we are in the eyes of God and not that we sit back and we mull over that but that we go into our room right examine our conscience If we have to write our sins down on a piece of paper keep them private and bring them into the confessional if need be What we try to do and we should do is call upon the Holy Spirit to give us that recollection of our sins Not in a scrupulous way, but in a way of placing them in the loving care of Jesus, the King of Mercy. And by way of his representative who uh, forgives us our sins, not by way of his power, but by way of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, are we absolved of our sins. She wrote to her sister, Selene remembering all the nuns that came out of that family, even their father and mother were declared saints. So she wrote to her sister, Selene, we would like to suffer generously, gladly, Selene, but what an illusion. We would like never to fall. What does it matter, my Jesus, if I fall every moment? It shows me my weakness, and it is... A great gain for me it shows you what I am capable of and then do you will be more tempted to carry me in your arms if you do not do so it will be because it pleases you to see me on the ground Selene. if you are willing to endure a peace If you are willing to endure in peace the trial of not pleasing yourself, you will provide a sweet refuge to the divine master. That's a key, not to please ourselves, but to please our Lord, to live in his will, to be recollected in his will. It is true that you will suffer since you will thus be dispossessed. But do not fear. The poorer you are, the more Jesus will love you. The key word there, beloved, is poorer, right? And we are, as I mentioned earlier, we are all poor sinners, some more poor than others. That's why Jesus tells us to St. Faustina, right, the greater the sinner, the more the sinner has a right to his mercy, And that's foreign to our thought process when we think of those who have offended us. And we're not God, but it is because we have a bit of pride within us, even if it is unjust what they have done to us, is that, Lord, cry out the words that he did in the Scriptures. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And that's the way, beloved, we must think at all times. Know that the person who maybe insults us, right, or hurts us in some way, he's just cooperating with the whims of the evil one. Does he do it maybe with mouths in his heart? Well, maybe so. But we have to look deeper than just the exterior. We have to look, beloved, at the interior and know that that person still is the image and the likeness of God and hope that they will repent one day of their hurting us or hurting others but know that we must pray for them and the faithful one will honor our prayers so often we have seen of those who are repentant in life like little Therese who prayed for a man who was going to the gallows, who by all means did not seem like he was going to repent of the uh, murder he committed and of his sinful life. In the last moment, when the priest offered him the crucifix, he kissed it as an act of repentance for his sins, all by way of little Therese praying for him. That he would embrace God's mercy. And that's how we all must act in prayer to embrace God's mercy. After having shown impatience towards one of her sisters, she wrote to Mother Agnes, I am much more happy to have been imperfect than if, upheld by grace, I had been a model of sweetness it does me so much good to see that jesus is always just as gentle just as tender with me why does he not scold me she recognized very quickly that the more one advances on the way of perfection the further one believes oneself from the goal she was also designed to see herself always imperfect and to find her joy in this. And she cried, How happy I am to see myself imperfect and having so great a need of receiving the mercy of God at the moment of death, even in the very arms of death. And remember. Consolations that were departed from Saint Therese as she departed this life. A moment of doubt that she would even believe that God existed. But then that flood of grace came upon her because she trusted in the mercy of God. And that's what he is trying to express to each and every one of us to trust in his goodness. That's how we honor him. And that sin. There is a sin against the Holy Spirit that will not be forgiven Is one that you and I do not trust in his mercy Trust in his goodness that there is no sin so grievous That it cannot be forgiven We recall that it's 42,000 Babies that are aborted in that manner of three or four hours Worldwide And each one of those souls Okay Who were just, in the eyes of God, if you will, baptized in blood. They're safely home with God. But all those who committed the abortion, whether it be a doctor, a nurse, uh, the person themselves, uh, those who are working at the abortion clinic, so many souls Satan is always willing to trade up for for the soul of the baby. He'll give God that one soul, the baby, But he wants those 10 people who were involved with the abortion, he wants them to despair. But he does not know God's mercy. He has never experienced that. He's confounded by God's mercy. His darkness keeps him aloof from God's mercy because he rejected that. He knew who God was in the very beginning and he rejected the King of mercy. Let us, beloved, never reject the king of mercy. Instead of rejoicing in my dryness, I ought to attribute it to my lack of fervor and fidelity. I will right, we'll leave it on that note there, beloved, as we are pretty close to being out of time. And I want to thank you again for all your love and tenderness for our family, all your prayers, love, and heartfelt kindness that will be repaid only by jesus himself let us ask him and place him place you in his heart now as we say glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen again thank you jerry for all you do god bless you you're welcome joe so god bless you too